So we're going to do our top five Twisted Sister deep cuts. Now, I don't know what what's considered a deep cut, Mark. What's the definition there? Deep cut is something you need stitches for. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Top 5 with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Paul? Co-starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Top 5. I'm your host, Joey Casada. As always, my boy. Hey, I'm Captain Howdy. <laughs> Ernie, how are you today, sir? I'm great. Excited about this. We have a, a lot of special guests with us tonight. First, we're going to introduce your long-lost brother, Rob. How are you, Rob? Doing well. Doing well. I'm glad I, glad I made it here for this special night here. Well, Rob, we had... Sorry, I couldn't... No, no, go ahead, Eddie. No, he's robbing people, I say. He's robbing Rob. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing great. Robin, Thanks for having me here. Well, we had to have Rob on because of these other two gentlemen we have on tonight. None other than Mark and Eddie from Twisted Sister. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having us. So yeah. I, I grew up a big, big Twisted fan. I know Ernie's a big Twisted fan. Rob is the uber Twisted fan among all of us. Uh, we, we, we're so excited to have you guys on to talk a little twisted. We're going to be talking about our, you know, my show is called top five. So even though we're just going to have a fun conversation, we got to do a list of top five, right? So we're going to do our top five twisted sister deep cuts. Now, I don't know what, what's considered a deep cut, Mark. What do you, what, what do you, what's, what's the definition there? Deep cut is something you need stitches for. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is going to get That's real funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but it's as far as records go, it's it's a track that didn't get much attention, but it's really good. Yeah, I mean that's how I always think of it. it it's not so much that it's it's a deep cut that you know everyone doesn't know it, but it's I would think the mainstream audience might forget about this song over the years. Yes. Especially now. <laughs> Especially now. <laughs> Jeez, um, no, I mean, listen, you guys, over the last 20 years, you're more popular than ever, right? It's very true. I mean, you know, we headlined all the festivals, the big festivals, for 14 years in a row. And back in the day, we didn't headline. So we ended up uh, going out with a bang at Seinfeld, except... I mean, of course, I have to bring it up. Everyone always wants to ask this question. There's so many bands that farewell tours and goodbye tours and kiss me goodbye and all this other shit. Right. Any chance of you guys coming back to do a show here and there? Uh, play Lotto first. 
<laughs> I really, I really yes, doubt it. it. I mean, I, I never say never because there may be a chance that some special occasion. We don't. You know, uh, an event, like, you know, some kind of. Uh, we don't you know, like. We don't like each other enough to do it. <laughs> well, if the price is right, definitely we can like each other. Exactly. We never, never say never. Change for me. You just. You know, there's a there's a, there, there's always like a price. You know, where you reach, certain, you know, like you say, hell no, I don't want. Yeah, or 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 an event like what what brought you guys back in two thousand one, right? Yeah, yeah, so we don't want to go through that again. No, but you know oh. what I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You yeah. never know. If I would have asked you oh. the same question in 2000, I guarantee you would have said no, right? Yeah, sure. Probably. But you know, we and also that, you know, what happened with 9/11, and also we were all pretty broke. <laughs> so that's another good reason to get back. Oh, so, uh, for me, it was a bigger event than my hatred for the rest of the guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know it was, it was mm-hmm. some really good offers started coming in. We didn't expect that to happen, and it did. And then you know it's just been great for all the way until the you know to the last tour. But that's like 14 years we got. We, we I thought in the beginning, and I think Mark agreed. We probably thought this was going to be like two or three years, maybe. We didn't think that this would go for 14 years. Two or three shows. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, we kind of in the first year. So it's like, well, let's just go just this summer. Maybe we'll get this. But every summer it just got better and better. And these festivals were bigger and bigger. We got better offers and we paid the top festivals, you know. Absolutely. You know, like uh, 100,000 people. We we didn't do a farewell tour. We just fizzled out. (laughs) Well, the thing was, it wasn't really our last gig was in Mexico which is like a weird place for our last, it was a big festival and it was really rainy, it was muddy, um, not, you know, and it was, it's really hard to play under those circumstances. I mean, we still did the show and everybody was into it and it was definitely kind of special. Uh, there was a lot of laughs that they, that they have, I remember. I said it was, uh, it was a fizzle. But it wasn't, it was kind of not exciting. It was like, yeah, it was, was like, there was no, there was no farewell tour. We just, okay, that's the last date. <laughs> we fizzled out, man. Yeah, we never really called it a farewell tour, did we? No, think, not at all. That was we just, just well, we said 40 and far. Can I curse on this? Of course. Well, I'll say F it. 40 and <laughs> F, you know, it was, and I, I think people got the message. How did and it we, feel leaving that stage that, that last night? Not good because it was like I said it was uh, it was uneventful. It was you know I felt I mean nobody left. You know uh, everybody was there in, in pouring rain in the mud, and uh, it was good for that. But as far as you know, you want like Sweden Rocks or something like that or get Grass Pop. One of those shows would have been a, a much cooler way to you know finish the show out. You know what I mean? The last show, at least. At least that's what I felt about it. So it fizzled out, man. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a, like a good reason to do one more, boys. It was like a match just going out after you like going to burn your fingers. That was that's what happened. Wow. And they were like, they, there was a guy selling street tacos outside of the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fifty cents, little tacos. Tacos. That was that was dinner. 
of a street vendor. They were good. They were good. Ooh, they were very good. I like that. That's what you guys remember about the last show. <laughs> the, the street vent, the tacos. Say that. Like go to the bar and have a delay. La- la- everybody just went to bed. Anybody think that, you know, Mexico was. Street tacos. It was. Had a massive amount of metal fans there. And, and the fans are incredible. So this is no reflection on, you know, our fan base in Mexico. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, it, the show was great. It really was, even though it was uh, the conditions were, were horrible. But uh, it, you know what I'm saying has nothing to do with the fans, absolutely, because they were incredible. The fact that they stayed there, yeah, and watched, stay, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't have stayed. Was <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles or something? I don't know. <laughs> Eddie almost didn't stay. <laughs> right on before the show, he was out front getting tacos. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Eddie was saying a famous line by someone else. You know, I was so pissed off, I had to leave before I got there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you say? So, you know, we we have a little history with you guys. Obviously, me, me with ZO2, we had the pleasure of opening for Twisted on numerous occasions. Always, a, you know, an amazing show. Uh, Mark would th- threaten my poor lead singer on uh every every night and would probably make him throw up before every show it was it was glorious i remember correctly the band you opened for was bent brother actually you're yeah, right it was for us too yeah the, we we did oh, yeah we did twi- twist it a couple times but i think the first one was was bent, bent brother yeah yeah that might have been over at the uh up in poughkeepsie the Chance? The chance, maybe right, or or Jer- Starland, or one of those. Starland, yeah, that's when we do Bed Brother stuff. I used to say that uh, Bed Brother does Twisted Sister better than Twisted Sister does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do a really good Same guy. You know, they look better too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, guys, we're we're big fans. L- let's quick, let's get to it. Let's get to our choices. I have a feeling we're going to be arguing over some choices. I can't imagine you know us arguing with you guys. But, you know, right. your choices are going to be better than ours. But I have a feeling us three will argue a little bit. So let, let's get to some choices and, and, and get some uh, friendly banter. Mark, if you want to threaten my co-host, host at all, that, please be my guest. He thinks he's stronger than you anyway. So you want a shot at the title? <laughs> no, but if you don't like my choice, I will change it. Just tell me. <laughs> all right. So what do you got to say then? Go ahead, Ernie. You're starting it. You're number five. All right. I um, my list is pop heavy, but I am I'm me. Was number five. That's number five. Yeah. Yeah, but I am I me is not a deep cut. It was a big hit. It was a big hit in England. Yeah, it was a yeah, big I, single. I, I, I know it's your, it was the, the biggest Twisted Sister hit in England, but in America, it never hit the charts. 
No. 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 Is is that something you guys played often live too? Always. Not, oh, you in did? Europe, in Europe, yeah, always. Yeah, but not here. Play. Sometimes here. Sometimes here. Yeah. But yeah. Europe, we always played, especially in England. I mean, we had to play it. Yeah, so. but all over Europe, we played it. Uh, we really did. We played it often in a lot of shows. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite Twisted songs. Why Why was there no video or an, like, an American push for that? America's stupid. <laughs> They, they they dropped the ball on that one. Uh, I think it should have been a single. I think it was just Atlantic Records wasn't on board yet in, in America for us. Right. So yeah. We got on board after Stay Hungry. They said, oh, shit, they sold records? They should have even released a single in retrospect when Stay Hungry hit. Good thing you didn't work for the record company. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been good. But it was like yeah. after the show because I am a media before Stay Hungry, so. Yeah, but maybe people would have went back and bought the other record too, right? Did what? Did uh, you can't stop rock and roll? Is that platinum? No. Not platinum. No. I think they, they go, no, it went gold. Gold. I wonder if it's. I wonder after. I bet you if it, it's probably hasn't been recertified in a decade or two decades at least, right? I bet oh, you. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's platinum by now. I hope so. But that's what I mean, especially since your your resurgence after 2001. I bet you they haven't recertified since then. And people were still buying records in, you know, in the early 2000s. Yeah. Now they're downloading them. So, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have to kind of believe what the record company says. No, never, never do that, Eddie. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know, right? It's like... Uh, <laughs> I kind of believe, but this, you know, I mean, we can kind of monitor it better these days. We could back in the day. Right. All right, yeah. Rob. They didn't love Ernie's first pick. What do you got? Yeah. Number five. I'll change it. Wait. <laughs> and, no, so let's, cl let's clarify what we can't use, guys. Obviously, we can't use the price. We can't use we're not going to take it. We can't use I want to rock. We can't use you can't start rock and roll. And basically, like, I am I me. It was popular, but obviously it wasn't in that category. So, um, I go, those are those are the, those are, I feel are the rules, right, Joe? Well, listen, everyone makes up their own rules. I want to argue, so whatever you say, we're gonna argue anyway. I don't okay. want to argue. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna say to me, this is a very very underrated song. My number five pick is "Wake Up the Sleeping Giant." Okay. Good pick. All right. So, so obviously this is a, a controversial record. So what, if the fans don't know, what's the story behind this record? Because I'm actually a big fan of this record too. Love is for Suckers album? Yeah. It's for Suckers? Uh, there was a lot of like uh, weird stuff going on because Bo Hill produced that record. Right. And he kind of caused a lot of stuff within the band. You know, uh, and there's, there's, there's a lot of bullshit going around that we didn't play on the record and all that crap. You know, I mean, he, you know, definitely, uh, you know, what's his name played on? Me and him did all the rhythm tracks. Me and uh, I can't think of his name now. You know, from uh, guitarist, uh, what's his name? From 
Not JJ you're not talking about, right? Well, no, no. <laughs> well, no had, had, his, had his boy before. Uh, Red, Red Beach? Red, Red Beach, right. Yes. yes. That was his boy. He brought, like, whenever he did something, he would get him involved. And, you know, that's kind of cool. I think he tried to do stuff like that with Rad as well. Oh, it's not, you know? it's not and, cool. You know, he didn't need another. Nothing gets Red Beach. He's an amazing guitar player and a great guy. He's but a great guitar player. And he did a great player. job. He did what, what he wanted, you no, know. Bo Hill didn't know what he was doing. But, but Bo Hill, you know, there's people, you know, I played on every track. I did all my solos. Bo Hill, you know, and, you know, JJ did his solos. The only thing that Bo, you know, uh, Red Beach did was he played rhythm guitar on one side and I played rhythm on the other track, two tracks each. And we both basically played the same parts, you know, right. just guitars. So, you know, I think, because D kind of said, listen, you know, Eddie can play anything. He's a studio guy. He's, you know, he's used to doing studio stuff and he can do anything Reb can do. And, you know, and uh, I think Bo Hill was kind of upset that I could do what I could do, you know, like, okay, well, I guess you know, like Eddie, Eddie. And he dressed like shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> the guys in Rat couldn't stand the way he dressed. Definitely upset that you're like a pro player. player. Definitely. I heard it. And I told him to knock it off. Yeah. Yeah. And Franco played the drums, you know. Um, and the thing was, the drums was Franco did. He was one of the first guys. Joe Franco was one of the first guys to do drums, you know, electronic, had a really good electronic drum set. Yeah. And he was one of the first guys to be able to do that, which saved a ton of time, you know. Uh, and he had like an old Mac at the time. And but it worked. I mean, it was the drums. You know, have some great drum sounds. So. When they recorded the drums on Lovers and Suckers, he used an acoustic drum kit with triggers. Triggers, right. Triggers, triggers right, right. And he exactly. was the first guy to use that technology. Right. And obviously that's a common thing now, but back in, what was this recorded? 86, 87, right? This is not a common thing. No. Yeah. Now it's so common. It's so easy to guys to track, you know. But um, yeah, that's what he did. And, you know, but there's some people that still think that we didn't play on the album. That's crazy. Like, Red Beach was the only guy that played rhythm guitar on the album. You know, JJ played his solos. You know, I played my solos. Red was a rhythm, you know, he did, you know, he played rhythm and that's it. But, you know, rumors just fly. And of course. I, and, then, and now Bo Hill's going around saying all kinds of bullshit that was not true. I, I heard he did some interview you know, probably from some fucking cave somewhere, you know, <laughs> fucking M&Ms. If I ever run into him again, I'll shut him up. Yeah, he'll be bowed up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hate you, Hill. <laughs> he better not see one. What do you I guys think actually think of the, What do you guys think of the record, the finished product? I thought it came out good. I think it was a little too slick for us. It wasn't that... It, it was, you know, when you have producers who don't check out the band and what they're really about. First, yeah. let's go back a little bit further. It was supposed to be a D. Snyder solo album. Yeah, but I didn't know that till later. Insisted that the band do it. So um, so we did, because they really wanted us to do it. But Bo Hill never looked into what Twisted Sister was about. He never right. saw it live. He didn't care. He just did what he wanted to do which we were always butting heads with them. There's no two ways about it. It was some pretty... I'm surprised that we, being the kind of band we were, I'm surprised we put up with his bullshit, honestly. Because, you know, 
now we would he'd be thrown out on we'd throw him out a window. I would say we would have thrown right in the street. We would say pick a window, you're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hospital food. Yeah, well <laughs> you have to wake up with a crowd around three things, nine one one, you know, something like that. And wh- what is he coming off of right there? Another what what's his record right before that? Right. I don't the, think he Right. So he right, so he thinks he's a big deal. He wants to come in and make him oh, you guys sound like he wants to. And how come he had a he had a huge track record? I mean, I'm right. not right. gonna take away what he's done. Just he didn't do the right thing by us. That's right. how he felt about it. Right. So, um yeah. you know, it was just uh he was insulting to some of the guys in the band. It was very, he wasn't, he was bossy, insulting. Like, you know, after you, you know, you, you did something and say, okay, I'll see you tomorrow at eight o'clock. You know, like nothing. Right. No, no good no, job. No, sounded great. Nothing. No good job. Hey, great, man. You did a great job. What a, what a, what a night. You know, like when we work with Dieter Dirks, you know, he would get excited. Everybody we work with, you know, we get excited, you know, like after something a good take or something, you know what I mean? And, uh, he was just no expression, you know. It's almost like, you know, you felt like uh, you know, he made everybody just not feel good about being there. You know, it's just like no, there was no love there. That's for sure. But yeah, he also yeah. wanted to bring on all his buddies to perform on the album, which Reb was right. the one we let do it. At that point, there was such big arguments about it. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised that we even let it, that that happen because it yeah. wouldn't happen yeah. after that. You know, it's just. We just got kind of uh, muzzled into that. I'm surprised that uh, we put up with it. I'm surprised D even, I mean, D did come to my defense a lot, you know, as far as playing. And, uh, and he told Bo, listen, you know, he's playing on this. So, right. That. And same thing with Mark and, and, and Franco. So that, you know, we got our way, but, you know, he, you know, he, he, he liked bringing in his boy. He's done that with a lot of, bands he's worked with yeah like to bring in his boys you know and give him some throw him some some work and um okay you had of this now joe yeah <laughs> they had for him they had rapping bow hill for the last <laughs> yeah. all right that leads to you mark what do you got number five number five a deep cut huh i can't go with the one with the stitches <laughs> well <laughs> if you want to slice up ernie after the show i'll send them to your house no, <laughs> no, I don't know. There's so many. You know, I, I, you know, when you do interviews and people start asking you about the songs that the band plays, and um, I, I, I honestly do not dislike anything. I happen to really like everything we play. Um, I never got tired of it, but unfortunately, I, 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 it's really tough to say what's my favorite thing. But I have to say that there's some songs that we never really put out that are some of my favorites and we had a song called you know i cry so many times you move me but i know you really care when i'm with you things are all right but i know that you'll be there i can't let you walk down that door i can't let you just say that we played in the club days, which was it's a phenomenal song. It really, it really was. It's, it's a little bit different than what we would normally do. 
Um, it actually sounds like a southern rock band at times playing the song. But to me, you know, I cry or or um, rock and roll saviors. Um, you know, these songs were the essence of what the band was in the early days. The early, early songs. Yeah. Yeah. And these are not on anything. Uh, well, it. You know, I cry is on a a couple of live radio shows that we did back. Okay. In, Late seventies. Club days. Is it on? But it, it, days, is it on club days? It's so long. Might be one of the club days albums. Yeah, it, you know why I cry is one of my favorite ones. Rock and roll saviors, um, comeback. A song called comeback. comeback. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny. I, I texted. Uh, yes. Mike Portnoy right before today, and I, I asked Portnoy what his list was, That's and wild. he he just he three. You just named three of his five songs. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, Crazy. He never used to come see us in the early days, yeah. and those were the songs we played. So he's kind of true to those songs. In fact, we did we we, we did uh, we did come back and we did rock and roll saviors with him. Yeah, well, we did night. back. And we kind of messed it up in the middle. We started it over again. And then we, started <laughs> from, we said if we mess this up, you know, we'll we'll just start again. But we took it from where we messed up. And uh, another we one he he so picked was. That part. Another one Portnoy picked was at the White Castle. Oh. Where do you go at 4 a.m.? 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 Come on at the White Castle. All right. That wasn't really a TV song. song. It was a goof. <laughs> I used to just do like a funky jiggity 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 thing, you know, like James, like almost like a James Brown kind of riff. God. And you know, it was at the White Castle. It ain't no hassle. It was just, <laughs> you know, do you go at four a.m.? Yeah. Do you go at four a.m. and the crowd goes, "We go to White Castle." <laughs> I thought White Castle. So it was kind of like a real joke song that we never even oh, took seriously. And Chinese Hustle, too, was another one. That was... Chinese you, you had to see me scrolling frantically through the Twisted catalog. I consider myself a pretty big Twisted fan. And when he sends me these songs at the White Castle, I said, dude, what the hell is this song? I don't know this song. I can't believe you remember. It was never a full song. It was like... Like a, no, it was a funny. It was funny as hell, man. It was funny as hell. What we used to do uh, in the club days, we did two full sets with D and did all our originals and copy music and everything that we did. And we did a third set um, with four of us. Yeah. We didn't have to blow out his voice. You know? Oh, okay. So the so third set, so all kinds of stuff that we didn't play during the night. Um, everything from like Wang Dang, Sweet Blue Tang, Ted Nugent to Eddie. Eddie sang an incredible version of, um, uh, and we did it three piece. John Lennon. Uh, when the night has come, yeah, the night is our stand by me. Stand by me. Oh wow! I'm, I'm telling you, phenomenal version of it, and we did it three piece. Uh, you know, JJ would take a break too once in a while, and uh, we did that three piece, and we did the Ted Nugent stuff three piece, and uh, yeah, sweet it, was, it was you know that's when you really got to play and, and go pretty crazy on stuff. Yeah, we used to jam out on the Oh, yeah, yeah, you would add a doubt. Yeah, I mean, these are deep, deep cuts. I mean, this is, you know, this is more than a couple stitches, Mark. These are... They're never recorded cuts. 
Wang Dang and, and Stand By Me aren't twisted songs. They're, they're yeah. you know, they were right. right. The original, uh, you know, Stand By Me has been done by a lot of people. Yeah. But I did like the John Lennon kind of version. Uh, which, which version? John Lennon. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the, the original. It's an amazing, amazing version. But Eddie, we played a heavy version of it. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was bam. bam, bam. Right. It was like kind of Van Halen doing it. You know what I mean? Like nice. I would say they didn't cover songs. You know, it was that, that kind of vibe. Yeah, it was. It was incredible. It really was. It was no. It was no like light touches for that song on either <laughs> either three instruments playing. You know, right? Eddie, well, I got I got to say, you know, Eddie sang the hell out of it. Really, one of the best things he ever sang was, you know, "Stand by Me." He really, he. I mean, he reached for it and got it. He really did every time we did it. Incredible. So, and also the, the the priest song I used to sing too uh, during the third set. Um, um, yeah. One of the memories can bring diamonds and rust. Oh wow! Yo, yeah. Same thing. We did three piece, diamonds and rust, and Eddie would sing the hell out of it. Yeah, without a Holy doubt. cow! Yeah, yeah, it was great. It really I never did the ah, real high right, part. The, the big Halford stuff, right? Yeah, because I could have tried for it, but it's one of those things like I wasn't sure if it, you know do because it, it was like a I had to do it in falsetto that far in a limb. I was going to go like ah, and then like did like, an incredible. I mean, and he did an incredible job playing guitar on this stuff too, singing and playing guitar. Yeah, yeah singing play. But that's something you get used to. You know, you gotta practice singing and playing. It's not it's not an easy thing to sing and play. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, that leads I, us to you, Eddie. I'm sorry, Rob. Go ahead. Yeah, I, um, I remember when, when you guys were joking around, like, like um, joking around. I believe it was a Stone Pony when JJ did the uh, Sponge SpongeBob SquarePants. You guys remember that? Yeah, but he would get the audience to sing it back to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, I remember that. SpongeBob. <laughs> well, you thought that was funny. He did that at one of the monster festivals or a couple <laughs> in Europe with his eighty thousand people singing that to us you know and i'm i'm sorry yeah i don't know if it appears anywhere but it was funny stuff like that the place was yeah. packed the place the place they were packed they were screaming spongebob <laughs> imagine eighty thousand people doing it uh, i will i will search for a clip and hopefully insert it into this episode gotta let me know you know i'll try I, i'll try to find it it was great because his daughter was very young at the time and into spongebob so he would do a rap about his daughter enjoying it, and then he would get into the song. Does everybody know it? And of course, everybody knew it. So he started the song. <laughs> it's a metal concert. We're singing SpongeBob. It's great. And, I mean, I thought it was it was it was amazing touch. People loved it. Yeah, crazy. I mean, you guys could have done anything, and they would have sung nobody. it back to you, probably. I mean, there's, there's, there's nobody that worked the crowd better than Sister. Nobody. It was fun and, too. And I got a question, Mark. Mark, how many how many bass um, guitars did you break? I never seen anybody hit. Honestly, did you ever break your guitar on stage? I'm gonna did break you another one. Of I gotta ask that question. More stupid questions. <laughs> oh, okay. I've a, a, I don't I don't break I don't smash a guitar. I don't. You will never find me smashing a guitar unless someone shouldn't be playing what they're playing. But I, <laughs> like in Animal House. <laughs> you smash the guitar. You guys don't even know what I'm talking about. I know that scene, of course, Belushi. Bases um, have broken from me, you know, oh, she, yeah. playing it and, and banging on things. And I remember. 
Eddie will remember this one. We played uh, Bike Week in Daytona Beach, uh, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago at least. And uh, we're in the infield in Daytona International Raceway. Big concert, big stage. I don't know, 60, 70,000 people there. And um, we're playing Shoot 'em Down. I'll remember that. And I'm in, toward, after the guitar solo, I'm, I'm doing this back and forth thing. And the neck with the strings on it, the, the headstock just goes. <laughs> it's, it's gone. <laughs> I mean, it, it just snapped off and put it down, picked up another. another it sounded really weird, too. It was really like. And also that Thunderbird bass. Remember the real nice Thunderbird that bass? That fell over. I didn't break it. Oh, really? Because all of a sudden I saw that. <laughs> no, no, no. Did, one of our idiot crew members tripped on the cable and it fell over. And you, you were able to get it fixed, but I remember. Oh, yeah, it's done. It's in beautiful shape, of course. Put it to sleep after that. <laughs> you know, was, yeah. Was, but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, and then in, um, um, I've cracked bodies a few times, you know. You, yeah. Was, physically like go like this so i mean the way you play is so physical it's like yes it's amazing yeah yeah it's free I, I i a lot of times i couldn't watch look at him because i would start cracking up because <laughs> <laughs> bitch slapping the face like, i kind of ignored looking at you know, and you know then bending the microphone you bend the neck like one time, time i looked over it happened to me twice already using the the neck as a whammy bar you oh, the microphone yeah. No, what are you gonna do? I, I'm so actually smash guitars. They break because I'm being kind of rough on a. We have to pay for a lot of mics. Yeah, and a lot of mic stands too. <laughs> Use a mic stand on the bass percussively and again, side going stand and then twisting it around in circles and throwing it. You know, yeah. Jesus Christ! And it's a real mic stand. It's not not a gooseneck. It's it's a real solid steel mic stand. So. Yeah. Well, they started putting the rubber thing on it for after a while. Yeah, and that didn't help because I would still shatter the fretboards on these guitars. <laughs> really it was a little, well, it would make the bass last a little longer. Because <laughs> the metal, like hitting the metal is, yeah. You know, but the rubber, some kind of like, looked like a hose. Yeah. Our mics were pretty funny looking. Like, I used to know, put heater hose on the top piece of the mic stand. So, because the problem was if you just use metal on the guitar, it was I was cutting the strings, hit it twice, and all the strings would just fall off the guitar. Like, all right, I, I can't keep doing that. I need a guitar for the rest of the song. <laughs> so, I never had a road crew that could change the strings fast enough to get the guitar back to me. So, and you only have one other one, so I had to be careful with that one. Insane, insane, yeah. right? <laughs> you got to short cut off the press. <laughs> Crazy. Every other show. So all right. Bro- Eddie, you're up. Number five. What do you got? Okay, I'm going to say King of the Fools on uh, Come Out and Play Out. I used this was Dieter Dirk's idea. At the yeah. time, there was no Sustainiac pickup, but there was a thing called an Ebo. Ebo, and you used a nine volt magnet. I don't know if you guys ever seen one, Joey. Yeah. Or ever saw um, Paulie use one, but the guys in the Good Rats were using it in the beginning. Uh, 
first time I saw somebody using it. So I bought one and basically you have to hold it over the string and it, it vibrates the string and keeps it going. So you could just play one. The thing is that you had to do a lot of stuff on one string. So I did like three or four part harmonies in, for the intro. It's like a real theme solo kind of song because that's the kind of solos I came up with. Very theme, you know, solos you could sing. Uh, that's the kind of way I play. So, and you know, Leslie and Clapton, guys like that gave me that influence. But anyway, you know, uh, Dieter Dirk said, why don't you use an Ebo on that? So then I, I worked, you know, I took a day or so to come up with the main part and then I harmonized to it. And, you know, about a year or so ago, I listened to it, but it just came up by mistake on my phone. I think I was in the car and I heard it and I go like, wow, that, you know, sometimes you do something that you don't hear for a long time and you go, wow, that was, that was really cool. You know, <laughs> I said, I, I was like, and then, remember how it was, it was a hard job. It was hard to do, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was. It was real hard. Oh. Eddie did an amazing job. But when Dieter Dirks suggested it, Eddie, he said, Eddie, why don't you use an Ebo? Eddie goes, I already got two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got two. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> 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 you keep that around. <laughs> you got two so, yeah, yeah. So that's my, that's my number five. And that's a pretty deep cut. Without a doubt. Eddie. Yeah. I think you should you should probably one of your favorites should have been Heroes, right? What you heard on the guitar solo, right? The guitars, yeah, Heroes are hard to find. And you were in the minivan and you played it for your family. Yeah, that's the one you, you guys melted the uh, <laughs> solo. Like you know, they sent me the tape to hear the final mix, and you know, I'm with my my kids. Throw it. It was a cassette. So we're listening, it sounded real good. We're driving, you know, and uh, all of a sudden I'm saying, check this out, you know, cause it, it, you know, it was one of those, you know, real mel melody solos. And I think I harmonized on it too. And um, all of a sudden in the middle of it, it starts melting. <laughs> they just put some effect and it sounded like a melting solo. And then D going, Eddie Ojeda. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm horrified because I thought the tape got stuck or something. And then all of a sudden I hear D going. Family's in the minivan. And like, Mike, man, everybody, the kids were crying. crying. It, was, you know, it was pretty funny. I wasn't expecting that. Song, right? And Eddie did an amazing job on the song. Amazing solo. You know, just great stuff. It was soaring. It was great. <laughs> so I look at George, the, the engineer at the time. I said, oh, we can't give this to Eddie like this. We we gotta mess oh up. Oh my god! And when D came in to do the vocal, you know he did some funny stuff over Eddie's guitar solo, you know, and we put it in different places and turned it upside down and mixed his guitar solo like it was in a blender. And <laughs> you know, the weirdest, the weirdest, <coughs> you couldn't even tell what key it was in. And Eddie's yeah, like, hey, this, this is the cassette of the new song, and he put it in, and his whole family was in the minivan. I didn't hear it because that's the way that we hey, hadn't even hear it. He didn't listen to it ahead of time. <laughs> then, they, then they sent me the real one. I was like, it really was. It was well, great to hear his reaction. At first, I thought something happened to the tape. It got stuck. You know how tapes just get messed up. But then I just, uh, you know, once I heard, oh yeah, D said, "I'm Eddie O'Jada." 
Did you keep that cassette? It's I have it somewhere, man. Ah, uh, that would be uh, funny yeah. to listen back to. They're on one of the hard yeah. drives. I have that still stashed away. There's a couple of things that, that were pretty funny. They also, uh, you know, when we did Stay Hungry, Worman, Workman used to do some pretty funny stuff at night. This guy never slept, you know. I think he just did cocaine, like uh, <laughs> Jack and uh, Coke and real Coke. Yeah, like, Coke, like Jack Daniels on Coke right. all day long from the morning. I never saw him eat. Did you ever see him eat? Oh. I don't think I ever saw him eat food. Oh, wow. You know, and he was just 90 miles an hour. I mean, he was a great engineer, like super fast. I mean, he did all the Queen stuff, too. Uh, he worked with Queen and a lot of bands. Top guy. And I think he was living with Cherry Curry at the time, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. uh, from the Runaways. Yeah. We were recording at the... Uh, first, it started at the... We went from one studio to... Didn't we go to Westlake? We finally ended up at Westlake. Started, we started in, in the city, in Manhattan, remember? Right, we started in Manhattan. Right. We we LA. Because we were going to do the videos in L.A., so... Um, they went to LA. I went with them, remember? And you guys came a few days later because yeah. I was helping them, you know, with, with, with stuff on the album. And, uh, yeah, and it was, uh, it was he, uh, Jeff Workman, he always had a little refrigerator in the control room that he had Jack and Coke in. Daniels, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it was nonstop. By, by like one o'clock, he was torched. Yeah, <laughs> but he, 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 could, he could work. You know yeah, what I mean? So nobody doing it. He was a functional, you know, wow. Because he was really was. Uh, able to do the function perfectly. Yeah, I mean, he probably you know, I don't think he's around anymore because I'm sure his liver just you know, gave in. I mean, he, he obviously did a good job, but right, that's a pretty pretty big record, right? Yeah, it was a yeah. He did a great job. He did funny <laughs> stuff, man. He used to like do, go go home and do these little funny mixes, and just yeah. every day he would do something funny. You know, a great guy to work with. He was great. Yeah. Super engineer. Well, I mean, best. that. I mean, I know it's hard to pick something off that album that's a deep cut, but that's going to be num my number five. Uh -huh. I'm going with one of my favorite riffs, The Beast. So heavy, so mean. Is it a deep cut? I don't know. You guys tell me. But I, I always love that song. I, I feel like it never got the yeah. recognition that it deserved. Well, in in the in the festivals around the world and especially Europe, um, we played the song often. It wasn't a big. Song. We played it all the time. We we, we did that every night. We, yeah, it, was, it, was a, it was a big song. Time. It was a big. Song. We didn't do Destroyer. We did the Beast. Oh really? Yeah, we didn't do both of them in the same set. But if right. we destroy it, we did the beast. And if we did the beast, we didn't do destroyer. Right. It had I mean? that same vibe, right? It's a similar vibe, but a very different songs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it was uh yeah, that song was always that's one of those songs that always came out well. You know, the acoustics, the the dynamics, you know, some songs turn into like a blare, and then some songs that just are very controlled, that just sound very uh tight. 
right. there's always one of those flaws, you know, just the way it, it builds it, you know, everything will build up. It's cool. Same thing with, uh, so I, like you said, it's kind of hard to say because SMF too is on that album. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, and even that is that, is that something you think because lyrically, why do you think the record label doesn't go with that too as a single? Is it because of the, of the, the lyric? Well, we said SMF. Yeah, but still, is it because of, you know, what you're implying? Because that seems to me like such a logical next song on that record. Put another single out. It would have been good, especially towards the, when we were live. We used to go into like a little samba at the end, you know, like... Dun, 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 dun. I used to do the... <laughs> I wanted to get a guy with congas. <laughs> Just bring a conga player out for that scene. That's that's <laughs> one song we should have got conga guy. <laughs> the reunion will bring out congas for that. I'll yeah. listen if you need a conga player. I'm in. Okay, we'll bring you to play congas. <laughs> if we're not there, Joey, start without us. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> I'll set up. Yeah, that's it. So, so, so yeah. just just a quick pause. So obviously, I know we're guys. We're, we're in 45 minutes already. We're only on number five. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to keep you guys all night. So if yeah, you yeah, want, we should be able to wrap this up by the time the sun. <laughs> well, Ernie doesn't stop talking. That's why. Well, we talk a lot. Ernie, knock it off. Ernie. Sorry. So let's go to number four. Let's just go to number four. So if you want, Ernie, why don't we do this for the, for this next round? Let's do four, three, two. Give me your next three right in a row. Wow. And then we'll and then we'll end with number one, right? Was that okay, guys? Yeah, it sounds okay. All right, Aaron, give me your next three. Give it to me. All right, my number four was um thirty. My number what? three. That's gonna be another. Uh, you gotta make fun of this one again. Uh, be cruel <laughs> to your school. Oh, Interesting. Uh, come on, Alice Cooper and Billy Joel. <laughs> um, yeah. And my and, number uh, two was Under the Blade. And Brian. Uh, Brian Seltzer, that's right. Oh. I don't know about Under the Blade being a, a deep cut, Ernie. Oh, come on. It wasn't a single anywhere. It wasn't, but it was a very big song. Huge. I, you know, yeah. if that was a deep cut, that would be on my list. Ernie, you messed up. <laughs> Mark, if you want me to change it, just say so. <laughs> Ern, Under the Blade. Choices, it's okay. okay. Under the Blade is awesome. One of the best songs ever made okay? i mean you you guys had to have played that every night right under the blade everything we played it every single show we've ever done unless it was a very short set wow crazy you know, the songs that we played every, every night it was once in a while it would really take off like i don't know if aj had a lot of coffee that night <laughs> it, it was, I, I, I believe and it, you know now I, I believe i think the whole band believes that we were really the guys back in the 70s and invented speed metal oh 100 because <laughs> i would listen back to these shows going and this is without any methamphetamines or, <laughs> or alcohol and it was so fast it was a blur you know now, I, mean, I, remember, I remember standing next to eddie when we do the riff and we couldn't believe we got through it <laughs> <laughs> now, now, me being a drummer, I, you know, I have to ask: is it is it is it intentional on some songs, or is it is AJ just going crazy? 
Well, I mean, we can't blame it on AJ. Um, we have he to was D and a, like D would kind of. I and mean, it's not a blame. Like no, yeah. um, you know, we always ran out our tempos and meters according to how D was performing. Right, right. Watch him how he bounces up and down, you know, and he would sometimes go like this with his hand. I mean, yeah. Or, or slower, but if you pretty much followed him, that's where it was. So yeah, it just it seemed right. Yeah. You know, I mean, he never did drugs, but <laughs> nights were like God. fast. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, watch AJ. You know, you couldn't see his hands. <laughs> I know, crazy. He was just rocket ship. Oh yeah, we were fast. I, even he got through it all. I mean, speaking of underrated, he's got to be one of the most underrated drummers of all time. He really, I mean. Yeah. AJ Puro, definitely. Incredible. All right, Rob, give us your 4-3-2. Okay. Number four, dedicated all the hard work because nothing was ever given to Sister. They came up the ranks. People hated them because they did things the right way and they got where they are. So I'm going to go with you want what we got. On number four. Wow. You want what we got, number four, okay? Yeah. I know what you want. You want what we got. I know what you want. You want what we got. You want it. We got it. We got it. You don't. All right, they came through the ranks. That's why, I'm, that's, that's why it means a lot to me. I'm a big fan of actually coming up the rank, and they did it the right way. Nothing was ever given to them. Number three, falls in that I am, I need category. Um, I might get yelled out. The, the animal might yell at me on this one, but um, I'll never grow up. Wow. Okay. That's kind of deep. No, that's deep, number, right? That's that, that's deep, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's an early song, yeah. 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 And number two, what you don't know. Well, what you don't know so can hurt you. Well, what you can't see makes you scream. Well, what you don't know so can hurt you. What you don't know, yeah. What you don't know is in a deep song, though. It's it was a, a, it was a, a song for years. <laughs> right. I know, I know, I know. I know. But it is like, it's kind of, deep cuts are kind of hard to, to pick. They are very hard. You know, um, did I say my number four one yet? I'm going to say Tonight from... Uh, Definitely. That was love, a, love it. Really good song. Da, 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 you know.
tonight. And the uh, verses are so killer in that. Yeah, it's uh, and off of uh, come out and play. I would, you know, come out and play was kind of a deep cut, even though because we didn't yeah. do it that much. So that was probably my four and three. And um, one more, number two. Number cool. two, I would probably say, uh, <laughs> what's the song after I want to rock? I can't think of it right now. After I want to rock? Yeah, on side B of Stay Hungry. Um, oh, man, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, I, I got to look at an album. Is it the uh, price? The price is, oh, I think. I think it's the price. What's the one after the price? Don't let me down. Don't let me down. Yeah, that's another. That's, that's probably my number. Uh, where am I up to? Number two or three? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's number two. Nice. Yeah. Don't let me down. And um, no, wait. Don't say number one yet. We'll go. We'll go one a round table again. We'll finish it okay. off with number one. Okay. Mark, what do you got? Four, three, two. Four, three, two. Not necessarily in this order. Would be heroes are hard to find. I agree with 30. I like that song a lot. Ooh, Rob. Yeah. Or Ernie, I mean. Oh, me. And...
look twice. All right. That's, that's deep. That's back from our club days. That's an original. Yeah, well, I don't know that. That's Is that on an official release? I don't think that's an official release. In one place. Um, well, I know I did it. Uh, one of the live ones? Or, yeah. or is it is it on never, still, still Hungry? No, right? No, it was never recorded in the studio. It was a live song. It was originally only did live. We never officially recorded it. But it did come from one of our shows that we did in the club days. And I, I think that's where it exists on club days. That poor coming down the street. The stuff is just as good enough to eat. The girls are tearing the pants and set on fire. Everyone thought they've only wanted to So when you guys are putting together Under the Blade, you obviously have a lot a lot of songs to choose from. What what how do you make what makes the record and what doesn't? What do you, how do you guys figure that out? We well, used to do like short versions of the songs. We had Pete Way was the producer and yeah. uh, uh you know, he listened to the songs with us and it was kind of like uh you know, the five of us and Pete Way decided what was going to be put on the album. So there was a lot of contenders um but uh our friends, I, friends and family too we have people pick their favorites i mean what what was put on the album i, I think everybody agreed to pretty much say like, yeah this is this is probably the best we have to offer at this time yeah. um so uh you know and we were already playing a lot of those songs in the clubs as originals right the time i joined the band almost like 40 percent of the night was originals you know we were one club band that was could do that because everybody knew the song so we played, I mean, we played back in the clubs under the blade was played every single night. Yeah. That was a big song. And how many years, so how many years is, do you guys play that song before the, the release? Couple years, right? Um, oh, more than a couple years. And this, D actually came. It was the first, al- it was the first album. Actually. Right. It was our first right al- but, but you were, you were playing it live before then, right? Yeah. Way before that. And it was, Twisted was playing that song for at least a year before I got in the band, and I got in the band late 78. So I want to say that it was probably... Eddie, was that one, the first original that, that T.S. played? Because that was before me. Um, no. Uh, Rock and Roll Saviors was probably the first song to come by. But yeah, I mean, we ever did. Under the Blade as a song when I joined the band, because I had seen the band many, many times and worked with the band. So yeah, it, it, they were they were already playing under the blade. As it was, well. The song was about me having surgery. Yeah, yeah. He wrote the song about it wasn't it's sadomasochism. Really? Is that really what it's about? Eddie had had a throat surgery. Throat surgery, and he said, "I'm going to write because I was really scared. You know, it was the first time I had surgery. You know, I'm like, so I was like terrified." He said, "Don't worry, man. I got a song for about what? This. No. Rob, yeah. did you know this? No way! Wow." Yeah, what, exactly. I had no idea. If you listen to the words, you know, you know, you know, you're not going home tonight. You know, if, wow. it's like, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was, uh, and then the PMRC made a big thing about it being sadomasochism. Of course, right? That's in your like, head. We man. were laughing, but it's not. <laughs> Eddie, and the best part about that is Eddie couldn't talk for weeks. We didn't have to listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> that sucked because I, I had a pad I had to write on, and no, these guys would draw dicks, 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 dicks,
to have an argument where you're writing on a pad, you're like, fuck you. I just should have had a fuck you sign. You know. Is is this publicly known? Oh. This story? I don't think I've ever heard this story. This isn't no secret. It never. We've talked yeah, it's about been it. around. People. It's funny. Some people don't know that, but yeah, it's that's, wow. It's about me. Wow. I mean, even Mark, even the stuff with you joining the band a little later on, I didn't know that stuff until I watched the doc. I never knew any of that. Oh, okay. A funny little trivia thing that you may want to see. The guy just, <laughs> when I was in the hospital, you know, I had to stay like a, two days in the hospital. The guy next to me, his name was Edgar Winter. <laughs> really Ed, really uh, Edgar Winter or just his name? Edgar Winter. At first I saw Edgar Winter. I mean, like, it wasn't, no, it wasn't Edgar Winter. Maybe it was his grandfather, <laughs> but it wasn't really Edgar Winter. But, uh, you know, if somebody came to visit me, I'd say, hey, man, the winter's right next to me. <laughs> Incredible. A little trivia. There. S- speaking of the doc, uh, so obviously the doc ends right before you guys explode, right? Any any chance we get from there out in another doc? What do you mean? Meaning any chance another doc part two picks up, you know, from the release of, of Stay Hungry all the way through the reunion and all that stuff? You're talking about the documentary. Yeah. Oh, oh I said Doc. There was supposed to be, <clears throat> excuse me, there was supposed to be someone or a production company that was going to start uh, where that one left off, which is basically around the time that AJ joined the band. It didn't happen. Is it going to happen? I have no idea. There's no, nobody's talking to us about it. We never it. filmed, which was ridiculous, the Come Out and Play tour was such an elaborate, fancy-ass $300,000 stage. And at that time, a $300,000 stage was like $2 million stage now, you know? Um, So, I mean, we had the building, the car on stage, you know, the manhole thing. And for some reason, nobody said, we should film this. It was never pro shot? Never. It was never never pro shot. So what man, about some of those arenas that have like the in-house pro shot cameras running? Later in, 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 in the eighties. The and yeah. they didn't do that. They really didn't do that. Now it's everywhere. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean screens are everywhere now, but you know, um people end up looking at the screen and not even like looking at the stage anymore. Yeah, you're right. It's a shame. Yeah, but uh I mean it is good to be able to see people uh, on the screen, but you know, none of that stuff ever. There were never in-house cameras. Never. Ah, oh, man. Cameras everywhere. We might be taking a shit somewhere, and there's a camera. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So moving. So I'll give you my quick uh, four, three, two. So again, a lot of these were named already. Uh, Wake up the sleeping giant. I think Rob mentioned earlier. Such a killer opening track to that record. I know. I know. It's there's a lot of controversy on that record, but I think it's such a great record. It really is. Um, and another one, uh, for me is, uh, off come out and play again. This is not deep because it's, it's, I think it was a single maybe in, in the UK too. Uh, you want what we got. So, I mean, it's, it's hook after hook after hook. These are monster. These should be monster hit songs. And for, for, I don't know if it was the label. What, so at the time come out and play comes out, does the label just drop the ball? What happens? On which album? On Come Out and Play. Come Out and Play. Because um, I feel like there's a, a, I mean, obviously, you you know, you come out with, you know, uh, 
with the singles, but I feel like there's some more. There's so many more tracks on there that should be released. I think you know we kind of jumped the gun on, on, with come out and play. I think we went to big production too quickly. Yeah, you know, uh, I, you know, we should have played smaller rooms, like maybe like uh, you know five thousand seaters instead of trying to go into the coliseums right away. You know, with a smaller production, but you know. When after Stay Hungry, the success of Stay Hungry, we just thought like, hey, you know, this is going to, and you know, Come Out and Play was a great album. Dieter did a great job on it, you know. Uh, the first. I, just, I was surprised, you know. I was kind of surprised. Play. So, was, like, maybe, I think the record, I felt like we, we didn't get much support, you know. Like, they just kind of let it, put it out there and say, let it do what it does. Um, which is what happened with Stay Hungry. They couldn't stop it. It just. Right. Right, well, they didn't do anything. It just it took off on its own, and uh, then we proved ourselves. But we come out and play. I felt like they said, "Well, they know what happened with Stay Hungry, so we don't have to do anything here either." Let, you know, let them do it. Eddie's being polite. <laughs> <Maybe. laughs> oh, here we go. The first, the first single off of "Come Out and Play" was "Leader of the Pack." Oh yeah, that was a mistake. And it was a bomb. It was awesome. I know what you want would have been better. That that? Should have been yeah. Single. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. is that purely the label doing that as the single, or you guys have say in that? I, I, I don't know if it was both of our faults. I don't know why we did Leader of the Pack. In the, I mean, it was a fun song to do live as a cover song. I didn't want to do, although it's a great song, I didn't want to do it on the album. We did it in the club days, and it was a novelty. Sure. Yeah, it was like fun. Like, it, you know. As Everybody does some covers. I mean, I'll look at Diver Down. I mean, yeah, Van yeah it's all covers. Yeah, it's great. A whole, a whole album in the middle of the, the tremendous success. They, even though they got a lot of crap for it, but they put out a, a whole album of covers. You know, so uh, you know, it was fun to do covers once in a while. The songs that you kind of grew up with, and you know, metal them out, which is what we did. And uh, but it was a mistake. I thought. We were going to do I Know What You Want because it would, it would have followed up perfectly after, uh, you know, I Want to Rock. Yeah, and, it's the uh, same message. You can know, again, when, when, when Stay five. Hungry, when Stay Hungry's hot, you guys are the biggest band in the world, especially because of MTV. MTV is so hot at this time. Your yeah. videos are, are on every two seconds and, and they're the biggest videos on MTV. Right. You would think as soon as Come, come Out and Play comes out, that's the kind of song they want. They want to go right for that, you know, rebellious type of song, you know, just like the other two, the big monster hits. Yeah. I know what you want. I, I really thought that's the one. And then Be Cruel to Your School, I think we followed up with. And that, for the longest time, I thought we were singing Be Cool to Your School. <laughs> I didn't find out, like, well, no wonder it's not a hit. <laughs> I would be cruel. You know, I was like pissed off. I said, why is it be cruel? Can you say be cool to your school? You know, because like an MTV banned it because we had the guy from uh, that did that horror movie there, very uh, Robert, uh, what's his name? Romero. Uh, right. You know, the zombie movie he made, very famous guy. Right. He did all the zombies. And, you know, so we did zombies in the school and Alice Cooper was in it. What are you listening to?
it's funny because Alice Cooper hadn't worn that makeup in like 15 years. Or oh, so. is that the first time he wore it again? Wow. First time that for that video, he, he put on the whole Alice thing with the whip, with the, you know, with the, and um, he, I remember on the bus, we were getting hanging out. He was like, I haven't put on this makeup in 15 years, 15 or 20 years. Wow. Or like, and then after that, he started touring again, put a band together and started, and he revised his career. You know? Yeah, yeah. Came back stronger than ever. You know? I'm not saying we, because of... No, I mean, listen, you you definitely, you touched, him. yeah, you, you definitely helped him. You guys were hot as can be then, of course. Yeah, yeah. it was a pleasure to have him, you know, like... Video. I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan, and I would say that that did it. With that video, actually did bring him back. He was nobody yeah, for like four or five it years at that time. Because it made him go do it again. You know, it made him go out. And, he did. And, you know, he cleaned up his act, and he was ready to go out on the road again. And, and uh, did you guys approach Alice to do it? Is that how it happened? Yeah. 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 He was. Uh, that's like one of his idols. Sure. Uh, so. We approached him and you know he was totally into it, it was amazing great. yeah and but you know the zombie thing i don't know why it was banned i mean when i see some of the shit that's on mtv now right why was that banned and thriller was okay you could you could be cruel to your school you could have played in church yeah uh, i mean it was compared to some of the stuff that's that, that you see now even in regular movies you know it's like these soft Unnecessary soft porno, you know, that's in every. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. You don't have to, like, yes. don't wait five minutes. Oh, let's kill five minutes in this movie. It was a lot of speculation that it was because uh, D did so well with the whole court thing. Um, and the, po the po politics came in with the MTV thing. Yeah, and that was a mistake, too. We should have stayed away from that. Wow. I didn't even, yeah, you're right. Right around that time, right? Yeah. Because that hurt us, you know, because uh, yep. I think they definitely uh, had something to do with it. I our phones were tapped and all kinds of shit was going on. Wow. Cool. My phone wasn't tapped. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have one. They couldn't tap me. You couldn't tap your phone. You were, you were untappable. That's right. I, it, it was just weird, like, how, because, um, you know, you, you, once you go and get into the politics thing, you know, they have a lot of control over radio stations. And yeah, even today, dude, same thing. You say the wrong thing today, you're, you're done. You're blackballed. That's it. Exactly. But all the, but look at some of the same. albums come out. And, and, and in fact, putting those uh, parental warnings on the albums just made them want to sell more. Of course. That's exactly. what kid, kids looked for those and said, oh, all right, that's what I want to buy now. Yeah, look at the video games. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows, man? All right, on that note, let's go. We got our number one, guys. Ernie, you're up. What do you got? Shoot him down. Not a deep cut, man. Tell him, man. tell him, Mark. I just, I not shoot him down. Um, wait a minute. So, uh, I'm going to shoot him down. Motorhead covered that song, you know, so. <laughs> Ernie, Mark's going to reach through the screen and choke you. You better change your pick. Why? Come on, Ernie. Come up with it. Okay, uh, uh come back. 
<laughs> I've never heard it. Watch this. I'm gonna reach right into him. Good day, all. <laughs> I'll add a little effect there. It'll be, it'll be nice. There you go. <laughs> all right, Rob. You got to do better than that. You got to be better I, than your big brother here. I gotta add my number. I gotta put my number one. We, we gotta go to my only stay hungry song because there's no there's no deep cuts on that album, in my opinion. Because yeah. now that album is the best album ever made. There's no deep cuts, but I have to throw this song in there. I gotta support Stay Hungry. And I gotta go with Street Justice. Great song, man. Yeah, I, I think if there's a deep cut on that, it's probably that, right? Yeah, it's probably that. It's, it's, it's an amazing song. Yeah. Call for Street Justice. Yeah. Right, I mean, if you guys got to. How many have to die? Call for Street Justice. If you guys got to pick out of the brothers, which brother do you like better? <laughs> pick out of the brothers. <laughs> Ernie or Rob? I think Ernie, Ernie's getting voted off the island here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, Mark, so, what do you got? Your number one. Yeah, right. What's your number one, Mark? Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Oh my God, Mark, that's a great one. <laughs> he's kissing. He's kissing ass now, Mark. Don't let him do it. I didn't hear what Mark, he that song completely. Yeah. I have to say, Fox, uh, Day of the Rocker. Great song from the Under the Blade. Yeah, that kicks ass. And I like the solo idea. Very boozy kind of. Me, for me, maybe even you know, with all the hits included, one of my favorite Twisted songs ever. I've had enough. The verse in that song with the bass drive, it's just 
such a perfect verse. The the melody in that song is so good. Love it. Okay. All right. Yeah, right. What album is yeah. Yeah, right on? I forgot. Love is for suckers. It's Lovers for Suckers, yeah. Oh, right. It is on Lovers for Suckers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in general, if I had to pick, like, just, you know, we usually do an honorable mention, but I know, you you know, everyone's pressed for time. We're running out of time. The whole, to me, the whole Lovers for Suckers record never got its due. There's so many hit songs on that. Me and the Boys, One Bad Habit. There's so many songs on there. Just, they're just hook after hook after hook. Hot Love. Uh, I'm So Hot for You. Oh, there, there's just a lot of, a lot of hooky Hit songs uh, is it is it under the blade? Is it as heavy and grinding as under the blade? Of course not. But you know you're talking 1987. You're you know you're now you're writing hit songs. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of songs like you you go back to Can't Stop Rock and Roll and you take like a knife in the back. Yeah, Ride to Live, Live to Ride. Yeah, about great songs. You know, I mean, I, I understand the love for suckers. It was uh, you know, it was really good. Unfortunately, I think the vibe wasn't good because of what, you know, even though Bo did a, you know, he's, a, he's an excellent producer, he did a great job, but it was too slick. He didn't understand the band, you know? Right. I'm, I'm kind of kind of cool to make a slick album, you know, but it was too slick, you know, but even though there were some great songs on it, but we kind of never played anything. I think the only song we ever once in a little while, we, we did tonight in the first tour, and I think we did Hot Love, and uh, we got the Sleeping Giant. Throughout so we, the whole reunion, you guys never never touched that record. Nope. Just just very we started rare. doing very uh, rare. We got the Sleeping Giant for like a week. Yeah. We wow. Did it go like? Did you do it overseas? I bet it went over well because people never even heard it live before, right? Well, I, people didn't know it. Oh, really? Yeah, what well recognized overseas. Yeah, the album just didn't get the recognition. Like you said. So when it, when it doesn't get that recognition, you know, you don't. Yeah, you dump it, right? So here, here were Portnoy's picks. You mentioned most of them already. Come back, Rock and Roll Saviors, At the White Castle, <laughs> What You Don't Know, and Mark just mentioned it like a, like a knife in the back. Those are his five. Yeah, ride, yeah. Live, live to ride. We play those it. songs occasionally. Yeah, I love starting that song. Right, great stuff. Like the chicken, <laughs> guys. I, I, again, I can't thank you enough uh, for being on. It's it's an absolute honor to have both. Never mind one of you, but both of you on, uh, and to and to talk twisted. Yeah. Would, it's good. To see you too. Two samurai tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Mark and Eddie, any last words uh, for for the brothers over here? What do you got for them? Well, thanks for being such uh, supporters of the band. We really appreciate it. You know, I mean, you really know your stuff. Uh, you probably know more than me. <laughs> more than me, because when you're in a band, it's hard to be a fan. I mean, you just like what you do and do your best at it but you know you don't 
go that deep into it. So, uh, you know, just tend, tend to forget certain things. Uh, the the la very last time that I saw my, my old bass player, David Z, we did a little reunion show for Paulie's 40th birthday party. And I actually had an argument with him that what the name of our second record was. I could not think of the name of, I swear to God, I didn't know the name of our second record. Nope. And he was screaming at me, what are you, a stupid moron? How do you not know the name of your own album? And it's like Eddie just said, sometimes with your own music, you forget, you don't, you're not thinking, you know, songs and albums kind of blend into each other after a while. Yeah, yeah you have to kind of think about it, you know, as where if you really like a band, you'll know, you know, it's, you look at it differently, you know what I mean? You memorize the, the songs a lot more than even guys in a band would, you know? So it happens, it happens, but the, that's funny. That's sad because unfortunately, we nobody knew what that was gonna, was gonna happen today crazy mark eddie is yeah. obviously way too nice can you please threaten the brothers for me well um i don't know why you have ernie on <laughs> get up space actually you guys were a lot of fun really your answers were a lot of fun obviously you know your ts history yeah. and song so that's a real lot because i can't tell you how many times you get on a show and people go because they really know what they're talking about oh yeah what was what was the name of that song? What song? You know what song I'm talking about. <laughs> the big one. The hit. Which one are you talking about? Uh, one of the semi-hits. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you two, you guys are great. I'm going to feel the noise. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's happening a lot. Too, yeah. Good stuff, man. And Joey, thank you so much for having us on. You know, Eddie and I love doing this stuff, especially when there's a lot of comedy involved. You know, <laughs> That's all this show is, unfortunately. All this show is is comedy. <laughs> and it's called entertainment. Ernie, any last words? No, I just uh, it was it was a great time. Well, the stories were deep cuts. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Brought up a lot of memories, you know. Learning the the def what happened for Under the Blade to me makes the whole night. I can't wait. It's like. Yeah, wow, listen. what the? I got to go back and listen to the lyrics now. Yeah, definitely. You'll hear it. It's, it's, it's not about beating the shit out of somebody with a whip. <laughs> they fought in, in Washington. We didn't cut anybody. It was a scalpel that the surgery. Crazy. That's what Under the Blade was. Sure. Rob, what do you got? Any last words? Yeah, I'm going to get a little soft on here, Joe. But, uh oh. Um, you know, like, um, Joe, I can't thank you enough for making this happen. Um, I'm still like pitching myself. Um, these guys are my idols. And um, basically, um, I can honestly say this in a cliche. This is like my bucket list right here to have some sort of conversation oh. with these guys. And I, um, I can't thank you enough. And I just can't, I just can't believe this happened tonight. That's all. Well, instead awesome. of pinching yourself, just take a ball peen hammer and hit your big toe with it. I will. I will. I will, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark will probably you. Drive. Are you guys in New Jersey or New Long Island? I'm, um, I'm in Queens. I would be Queens. Oh, there you go. So Mark can drive to your house. Drive to yeah, house. Mark, you could throw a hammer from where you are to hit and hit him. You can go drive there and choke I got connections. I don't even got to do it myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob, sure you guys heard of New Park Pizza, right? Yeah, you go. <laughs> Rob, just text the animal your address later. He'll send some over to someone over to, to hit you with a hammer. I, no problem. It'd be my pleasure, my honor. And then, and then after he hits, 
after he threw the hammer, I want to take him to Peter Lugas, okay? <laughs> Mark, can you sign that hammer after you hit me, please? Oh, you won't be any shape to go to Peter Lugas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, quick question. Eddie, how's the yeah. hot sauce going? It's doing okay. You know, because, it's, it's a lot of competition. In the I know. I had the, I had the apple. It was so delicious. I brought it into work. The guys okay. loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah, people really like it. I mean, uh, like I said, there's a lot of competition. The apple I'm I not know. doing anymore because it was kind of was slow. Didn't move as fast as the other two. Yeah, because it was too mild for a lot of people. Really? Yeah, but, but yeah. the, the cherry. But there's nothing hey, out there. The but there's nothing. Hi, man. But, yeah, but you know something? There's Eddie. There's nothing out there with that taste, like with the cherry oh. and the apple. There's, it's actually, believe it or not, nobody, um, nobody invented anything like that. Like like yours, and yeah. maybe they can't do it. Maybe you're, but it's delicious. The char and I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Wow, it really <laughs> is. This guy, I want to reward for this. on your uh, hot sauce, man. I mean, what else you want? There's a commercial for you. I want to reward. reward for it. So you know, the cherries, you the know, cherries, yeah, yeah and it's the peach. awesome. Yeah, but, Eddie, uh, that face could sell some hot sauce for you. You look at that face. That could be the the, the new face on your bottle. On the new bottle, it's like a smack dance. <laughs> <laughs> like a bag of hammers. Right? <coughs> and Eddie, thank you so much, Mark. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank please, you so it, much for making this happen. And Joe, I, like by you putting this together, I, I love you, you Rob. Listen, I love you. You know, I you know, I had to have you on, Robin. I, you got this on Joey, all right? He's responsible for this mess. <laughs> I had to have Rob on. I I knew he would. Uh, this would make his his make his life. I had to my do life. it. My life. <laughs> you guys, man, thank you for everything. Mark, if you can tell my listeners about your your shows, your podcast, where can they find you every week? Uh, well, you can find us, uh, of course, through Facebook, but it's area twenty two productions dot com. I have. Two great shows on right now on a Monday night at 7 p.m. New York time is uh, Rolling With, which I have two co-hosts, uh, Rob Rush and Billy Mira. And on Tuesday night at 7 p.m., I have my own show called 22 Now, which you've been on, uh, Joey, and you'll be on it again in the near future. And Eddie. Oh, Eddie's been on my show a number of times. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Eddie's going to come back on again, without a doubt. Right there, by, right by the pizza oven next to you. <laughs> Eddie, how about you? What's going on with you lately? Anything you want to plug? Any, anything with the hot sauce to I, give us? Uh, right, right at the moment, I'm just kind of working on a few ideas. You know, people have approached me about doing a book, but there's so many books out. So that's something I got to think about. Eddie's you know? trying to heal. So yeah. doing the hot sauce. His foot. Yes. It sounds like an Under the Blade 2 yeah, is well, in the works, Eddie. <laughs> I'm blade too. Yeah, well, I just had foot surgery, so yeah, perfect. I feel better, Eddie. Feel I'll better. Put a picture of my foot on the album cover. <laughs> it's called Under the Foot. Feel better. <laughs> I just saw an album today called Under the Guillotine. I said, "Gee, where did they get that idea?" I wow. And it's a it's a guillotine blood all over it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they heard Under the Blades. So I said, "Hey, man, what if we do Under the Guillotine?" <laughs> European band must... <laughs> guys so amazing everyone out there thanks for tuning in please send your questions anything you have for Mark and Eddie 
to top five with Joey Casada at gmail.com. That's top five with Joey Casada at gmail.com. Send us your favorite twisted deep cuts. I'd love to hear. Again, that's a part of my show that I love so much. I love to hear other people's opinions on some of these lists that we do. It's, you know, they, sometimes there's so many things you forget about. And I love to I love to hear what other people have to say. Eddie. Me too. Me too. I agree with you. Yeah. Send me a copy. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. I will. I will. Guys, thank you so much again, my brothers. I, I will talk to you soon. Mark, I know we have a possible song coming out uh, in, in the near future. Yeah, well, we have. Uh, yes, we do. I just got the vocals tonight while I was on the show. Yeah. Oh. I'm looking at my phone about it. So, yes, I'll get I can't, very soon there, Joey. Let you I, know what's going on. I can't wait to hear it. Everyone will hear it soon enough. Yes. Oh, he's, he's singing on it, right? Paulie Z? No, we, Mark doesn't want that bum singing. Are you crazy? He hates Paulie. I want something. Kidding. You know, Eddie, no, with this, we got to get off. But, you know, I didn't realize how much David and Joey in ZO2 loved the fact that I tortured Paulie. Oh, they my God. Follow me. Oh, I didn't know that either. They would, yeah. go, they would wait for me to run into Paulie. And, you know, I bullied the hell out of him. Not that I didn't like him or anything, but it was so much fun to torture him. Oh, he's, I mean, he's, <laughs> there's he's, no more prime target than to torture than Paulie. We loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was I, I had fun doing it. You know, usually it's just, it's just a normal thing for me. And it, but Paulie was a little bit more fun than just the normal. I mean, his hair alone, he looks like Mrs. Roper from Three's Company. <laughs> No, I don't want people to think that we've well, he's got the short dude. Yeah, I don't like it. It's not him. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what is. You know, <laughs> these days, small, short hair, long hair. But Paul, he's a great talent. Songwriter, great guitar player, great singer, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're just busting balls, of course. Yeah, it's, it's all in fun. It's all in. Yes. Guys, thank you again so much for coming on. We'll see you next time, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Good night. Have a good one, guys.